From the PSIA, AASI, Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and what a great topic we have for you today, Women of Winter with Chris Walsh and Francesca Paviard-Kane. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, George. Now, Chris, I'd like to start with you. Tell us about how Women of Winter came to be. Sure. Women of Winter started about, it was actually created in our ski school locker room. Um, Fran is, Fran and I are instructors together. And it came about because the Fran had just come back from Chile. She had filmed um, the latest Warren Miller film at the time. And frankly, we don't see a lot of women doing that. And so it was just really inspiring to me. She's also been at the top of the podium for the Freeride World Tour. And so Fran was one of our first Women of Winter. Another was Carly Joe, and she was also a ski instructor in our locker room, all of us PSIA. <laughs> and um, they just had these incredible stories. Carly is a, an amazing artist, and she was also creating top sheets for Icelandic and doing these gorgeous pieces for people in our local community. So we wanted to create Women of Winter as a way to share these stories of women doing just amazing things, carving their own paths in the mountains and in life, um, we wanted to provide women and girls in our local community of Bozeman with role models that are doing things that are not your normal nine to five, but they chose these paths and they have they dove head in, full in passion and incredibly successful. So we wanted to show women and girls in our local community that there were other ways to live your life. Um, and so that was the first iteration of Women of Winter. We had it at a local wine bar. We wanted it to really feel like a community gathering and we just were wanting to give back. Uh, we didn't think of doing it for a second year, frankly. It was just something that felt like good to do at the time. But there was just so much positive feedback from our community of, wow, we we didn't realize that there was such a hunger for it. And, you know, Fran had all these fans that wanted her to sign posters. And we got so much love out of it that we felt we had to do it again. We had to give this back to our community. But everyone can inspire people. I think there's a lot of avenues and a lot of ways that people do that. And so we didn't want to just be another stream of um, inspiration. For us, it was really important to not only inspire, but to instill action. And how, how do you do that? How do you go from inspiration to action? Uh, I think every one of us on the Women of Winter board, we all believe strongly in education. Um, you know, we all really, really invest in our ski education. Uh, we invest in all types of educations or creativity that we feel is important for our careers and our lives. And so we wanted to give that to the women and girls in our community as well. I think education allows people, the allows women the opportunity to stand in their own truth, to hold their own authority, to use that knowledge to make their own decisions. And without that ability, sometimes you're just relying on other people or you're relying on what's already known. But I think when you have education, you are able to to make that decision on your own independently. And so that was really key for us to provide those. So in our first, our second year, we provided an Abbey One course. Uh, we wanted it to be a full course for women, not just individual Abbey One scholarships. We wanted women to feel this community, this, this, this we are these eight women together taking this course, um, being bonded and having, having that feeling of like, wow, look at us, look at us do this. And let's empower and inspire other women to also do this. We wanted them to feel a relatable community. And so that's how Women of Winter got started. And, you know, we're now kicking off our third year. Um, the event this year will be virtual. Um, but we are continuing the path of providing educational opportunities because we've seen just how important that is um, to, to women and to girls. 
Now, Chris, I have to ask, what is your background? Because you said this started as a conversation in the locker room at your ski and ride school. And you've already got a board. You're in your third year. You're raising money for scholarships. You're doing all sorts of amazing things. Uh, you're a pretty special person. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I think I'm surrounded by people that inspire me and push me and support me. I don't. This is not something I do on my own at all. Um, we have a huge group. Fran has been instrumental from the very first year in making me believe that people wanted this. Um, our local community has just really r rallied behind it. It didn't feel like a ton of work asking them to support us and provide funding for this. It didn't feel like a ton of work to ask people to um, provide, to work with us to provide scholarships and opportunities for people. So we've been frankly very lucky about that. Um, but I've worked before. I helped uh, with TEDx Bozeman in the past. Um, I have my own company that does, um, we do adaptive music, music that changes um, to environmental and user inputs on the fly. But I will say that while those, um, while those all help to push Women of Winter, I would say it's, it's, it's the team really that, that drives and inspires me to keep pushing it forward. Now, Fran, how exciting this must have been. You come back from shooting a Warren Miller film and now you're on the board of Women of Winter. You're really instrumental in getting this going. What's your path been like? Yeah, I mean, you've just talked to Chris for a little bit. You can just hear how passionate and motivated she is. Um, quite frankly, when she gave me this idea, I was a little hesitant. Um, you know, she's like, yeah, you tell us your journey. And I'm like, I don't really have a story to tell. And what am I supposed to do, like brag about myself? And uh, But it is hard to say no to Chris, and I am so glad I didn't because what it ended up being for me, quite frankly, was just like therapeutic. Like all of a sudden I got to tell this really real story of the journey that I had. Um, and a lot of it, yes, talked about successes, but it was about, you know, the ups and downs of it, the reality of it all. And um, Chris is one of those people that can help you find that story. And all of a sudden, it wasn't just about, like, what I had done. You know, I had talked about some heartbreaks I had with leaving competitive skiing and and how great it was that I finally found my, um, you know, next path in skiing, which was PSA and, and all those certification goals that I had. But in the end of it all, like, it was this bonding with the women in the community right like you tell your story you put your heart out there you're totally vulnerable and then what I got back in return was like wow like I can relate on these levels or thank you like for showing that you know the reality of it so that it can help other people in their pursuit for whatever that you know in the ski industry is and so all of a sudden you're like yeah you know what Chris wasn't asking me to just stand up and talk at people she was asking me to like stand up, be honest, and start a dialogue. Um, I'm so impressed with the work that she has put into this, and you know I appreciate her giving us credit. But wow, Chris has done a lot to really make this a successful event, and it went from kind of being a community discussion, and then the second year we started to incorporate the education component with the scholarships for the Avi One, and now I think we're really doing the the big work in addressing the lack of diversity in the industry and including BIPOC women into the conversation, highlighting the women that are in the industry and making sure that we are 
you know, allowing a path for BIPOC women in the ski industry. Uh, Chris, uh, you two seem like such an amazing pair because I, I love that Fran, one of the first things she said was, you know, here she's back from filming a movie. She's a competitive ski racer. And right off the bat, she was saying, I, I can't brag about myself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> things we would dream to do. <laughs> I know. Every time Fran skis, I'm like, I want to ski like Fran. <laughs> Now, I would love to get into the scholarship aspect of what you do. How, how does someone apply for that? Is there a membership? What does someone need to do to contact you to uh, apply for one of those? And, and what are they for exactly? So this year's scholarship is on our website. There's no membership. For us, it's really important that Women of Winter has always been free. We don't charge for tickets. When we would do it in Bozeman, we didn't charge for food we didn't charge for anything if you made it through the door you're in it's really important for us to spread a message it's important for us to create a movement and i think to put up barriers of entry like a membership or a fee or a ticket is not part of our mission so um we put it on our website you basically click on the link we ask you a few questions and a, our big question in the application is just we're out here being the change we want to see um we're a bunch of diverse women that want to see more women on the hill that are BIPOC that, that do look like us um, and we want to just know how you're going to pay it forward because while we're giving a scholarship for one full PSIA course and so this year I think that's going to be between six and eight women for one full PSIA level one we want them to then take that education and bring in other members of the BIPOC community onto the hill I think we talk a lot about how do we get more BIPOC women on the hill well I think what you got to do is just get them on the hill so that's what we're doing um, the level one for us, I think, is really important because that will give these women a, a way to, one, start seeing that there is ways to educate yourself in skiing that doesn't always just have to be by a ski lesson, but you can take ownership over your education and, and do it yourself. And that's frankly how, you know, I really learned to ski well is that I started teaching skiing and I, I really wasn't a great skier until I you know, really got into the system, taking the certifications and owning my own educational path. And I think that's why we really want to provide it. We are providing it again, an entire course because we want a relatable community. It's really hard um, to do something when you don't see people that look like you and then to go at it alone. I think there's definitely people that can do it. It's just really hard. And so we want to make it um, as accessible as possible. And that's why we are creating this um, full level one scholarship. So all you have to do is go to our website, fill out a couple of questions that really just say like, how are you gonna pay this forward? Why is this important to you? And we're gonna go through the applications and um, we'll be awarding them um, in February for the course that's gonna be in March uh, six through nine at Big Sky. Another big thing that I wanna kind of highlight of why we're doing it this way, um, why we're doing the speaker series, which is in February, and why we're doing the scholarship, which is in March, is for representation matters, right? So if you don't see people that look like you doing what you what you want to do, it is hard. Um, we definitely have you know people that are just breaking ground and doing that, breaking ceilings. But for a lot of people, that's not that's not always the easiest thing to do if you don't see someone. So by doing the speaker series, we create visible role models. We're highlighting women that have that are in snow sports and not just at like the pinnacle level. I think it's really important. We show women, BIPOC women that are crushing it in life, but 
talk about what the mountains gives them. Why do they love the hill? Whether they're a beginner just getting into it or whether there's someone like um, Sasha who sat on the free ride world tour. Um, we want to be able to show that it's not just you got to be full send to be someone that wants to be on the hill. So the first thing for us is to create these visible role models. And that's through that speaker series we're doing in February. Um, and then we do the scholarship because we need to create a relatable community. Visible role model shows you what's possible from far away, but your community is who's going to pick you up in the morning and give you that breakfast burrito. They're the ones who are going to, you know, stand with you in the tram line. They're the ones that are going to like take that video of your first jump. And they're the ones that are going to like laugh at you when you totally eat it. Fran laughs at me all the time. And that's great. That's a great community. Um, so we wanted to create a little community for people that that these women could relate to and we're going through the same thing. Um, so that was really important for us. And then one of the last things, and obviously the educational aspect to that too, um, so that they go out and empower other women within their community and can share their knowledge and be like, this is what I've learned. Let me share it with you and show you how to ski as well. And what Fran has been working on so hard for is, um, you know, we're trying to eliminate as many barriers to entry as possible. So we all know that skiing is a super expensive sport. There's gear, there's lift tickets, there's all that stuff. And that's not to say that the reason you don't see BIPOC women on the hill is financial reasons. That would be grossly oversimplifying the issue. But we want to make as many dents as we can. So Fran has just been hustling. And um, I think she would be great to talk about what she's doing, working with big names in the industry to attract um, spotlight to what we're doing here. And now, Fran, I would love for you to pick up right there if that's okay. Yeah, I think it can sound like a daunting task to um, say that you're in charge of uh, sponsorship, but in fact, I've found it to be really easy. And I think the main thing being that I've been talking to companies um, that are have decided to no longer ignore this issue of diversity in, in the ski industry, right? So I present the idea, let them know about um, what Chris has been working on and what we as Women of Winter have our mission is and we've had so much support and to me that just makes me really proud and I, I can't say that it's been a, a very difficult job it's been about connecting with companies um, like Rosignol who is giving us skis and bindings for all of the women attending um, the event Jiro who's provided beautiful goggles and helmets Patagonia is doing outer layer, Hestra gloves. Um, we have BCA providing some raffle ticket items, the rescue package that they have. And it's to me, it's so inspiring that people are really grabbing onto this idea because, you know, the time has ended that we're going to ignore these major issues that we have in the ski industry. Um, we get to live in a bubble sometimes and we get to, you know, we get to be in the mountains and let our worries go. But COVID has really shown us like we are still a part of this real world and um, and we can no longer pretend like there isn't a lack of not just females but BIPOC females in this industry so I really want to like take my hat off to the sponsors that are working with us and just like, like good on you guys for making my job easy and um, helping us out with this this event. So in conclusion, I'd love to hear more about the event. Uh, Chris, why should uh, women sign up for it? So you actually don't even have to sign up. You would just need to go to our Twitch channel, and that is on our website. Uh, if you do create an account on Twitch, which is totally free, you will be able to chat with our speakers and get some of these really cool free raffle tickets. 
our speaker lineup is incredible. So I think whether or not you are a BIPOC woman or female, obviously if you are, like, please watch it because their stories are so inspiring. We work with all of our speakers to create a, a story that we feel will hopefully um, really engage the audience and make them feel something incredible. Um, our speaker lineup, our MC is Sam um, Herrera, and she is a Daffy Dreamer. She has just produced all of the content for Stacey Abrams' fair fight for the this past election. She's spoken in Congress. She has been on um, MSNBC, Chris Hardball. Um, she is going to be emceeing our event. Uh, one of our other speakers is Stephanie Lampkin. She is the CEO of Blendor. Um, she's been an active skier her whole life, uh, loves the backcountry, big adventure seeker. She is a Fortune 35 under 35. She is an MIT scholar. Her company services Google and um, Apple, all these massive brands. We've got Sasha Dingle, who is a former Freeride World Tour competitor, is a big um, influence in the Jackson community with her mind meditation practice. And we've got another woman, Sheena Damsania, who is going to be performing a musical performance that is going to kind of tie this all together. So I think tuning into this event, one, frankly, it will, it's an incredible speaker lineup that you're not going to really see. Um, well, you're never going to see the speaker lineup in snow sports. I don't think there's been one like it before where it's only BIPOC women. Beyond that, these women's credentials are insane. And to be able to get to hear their stories um, and give them freely and want to engage with the audience on a platform that allows that, I think will be very exciting um, for anyone, frankly, to hear their stories. So, yeah, I think that's why you should definitely tune in. Um, there's going to be some cool raffle items, so please do that. And yeah, I'm really, we're really excited for the event. We're excited for being able to do it virtually um, and take it a little bigger than just our, our Bozeman Big Sky scene, which has given us so much love. Well, Chris, this sounds amazing, and I really want to attend, but I, I'm not a woman of winter, <laughs> um, but I really want to support the cause. Is that available to men to tune in and watch? Yeah, I mean... Absolutely. We are not an exclusionary uh, group. I think we have to have supporters across the board, right? We can't just be supporting ourselves. We look to our allies, um, our, our male allies and our male counterparts, and frankly, we have a lot of them. If you came to our shows in Bozeman, almost half, if not more than half the audience was men. I wow. think they draw on inspiration from these women and their stories because they are remarkable. They're not used to hearing them. They're not used to seeing them in magazines and so for for everyone across the board it's brand new so yeah we welcome everyone it is definitely something we think that everyone can draw can draw strength from and fran a few words of encouragement for you for uh, our membership to come join the uh virtual event yeah i mean if if Chris hasn't inspired you already to come join, like come listen to some incredible stories. I think that uh, PSIA's membership is made up of a really diverse group of people. And what continues to inspire me is the different pathways that people get into the mountains. So come get re-inspired after a really hard year and listen to some really awesome ladies tell you about their journey. Fran, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, George. From the PSIA, ASI Safer at Home Studios in Nederland, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.